This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. They're not teaching uh, Sunday school class in terms of morality. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Five or six players from the Vikings who were at the Pro Bowl with me a, a couple of years ago, and I could tell right away that um, some of the best players on the Vikings are also some of the best men and some of the best leaders. And I um, was really excited to uh, have the chance to, uh, to be here and to be a part of this team. Um, I'm very fortunate to be walking into uh, this locker room, not just the talent, but the people and the men. Um, that's what's really important to me because um, ultimately you win with people. And um, I'm excited about that opportunity and just can't wait to get to work and to get to know these guys and assimilate into an already really strong culture. So that uh, was Kirk Cousins yesterday at his introductory press conference at the Vikings' new facility in Egan, which I saw for the first time, by the way. Very impressive. It is massive. This thing is massive. Yeah, it looks, I mean, it's just, and it's all privately financed, right? I mean, that yeah. wasn't, I don't well, think, Egan, did they get any tax breaks e- from Egan? Do we Egan, know? I think, kicked some in. Okay. But uh, you, you you could put about six winter parks, I think, inside this thing. Yeah, that's insane. But uh, this got me to thinking. So uh, Cousins is a done deal. Richardson remains in town, and there's a chance that they uh, sign Sheldon before the day is done. This got me to thinking. There are three teams in my mind in the running for best offseason moves. And I, I threw this question out a few hours ago on Twitter and got lots of responses as well. The Wild is out. They didn't do much uh, during the summertime, and what they did do is not that impressive. So... The Wild's out. But you've got what the Wolves did, what the Twins have done, which is very impressive, and now what, what the Vikings have done, which is address the most important position in their sport and potentially get more. Now, I think you would have a lot of people say, well, Jimmy Butler's fantastic. That's the best move, right, Judd? I come back at you with this, though. I think in fairness to this conversation, the Andrew Wiggins extension, the max extension to him has to be figured into the summertime moves because that came in, in um, I think, August or September. I think it was like, yeah, it's September, so yeah. The point being, the point being, if you were to go through what the Vikings have done, what the Twins have done, and we still have not seen the results from those two teams, but they're certainly very aggressive and impressive moves, and what the Wolves have done, who in your mind has made the most impressive moves uh, to set themselves up for success? Um, well, I, it's hard because we don't know the results of a couple of them. Jimmy Butler's number one. The Wolves are still number one. I hated the Andrew Wiggins extension. I understood why they did it because they thought, God, he's still moldable and there's he's so young. And but as it's turning out, he's just the same player he's been for the first three years. And I don't I don't foresee him jumping into the top tier of NBA players, which is what you know twenty five to thirty million dollars should buy you. That said, Jimmy Butler put this team on the map. 
I mean, Jimmy Butler, this team hasn't made the playoffs in a decade and a half. And they might actually still miss the playoffs, but they're in this position because of Jimmy Butler. Not really... Tom Thibodeau only because he landed Jimmy Butler. But it's not like this amazing Brad Stevens-like coaching job. It's not like Andrew Wiggins has taken, taken a step forward. Jimmy Butler and that acquisition, the splash of it put this town into a frenzy, put the Wolves on the map, and and now the effects during the season have put the Wolves in a position where they can make the playoffs and maybe even win a series for the first time in a decade and a half. I'm going to put the Vikings number two. I love the move the Twins have made, but it's it's like little moves. It's little supplementary moves here and there. There's no huge splash move. No, little, just little, boom, Addison Reed, shore up the eighth inning over there. And Lance Lynn, shore up that rotation with Jake Odorizzi. And it's just, it's like death by paper cuts to some of the other teams that the Twins might be facing. And and Kirk Cousins, this is the funny thing about the Kirk Cousins move. The, it's possible they, they wind up not going any further. Like, they won 13 games. And they went to the NFC Championship game. Maybe Kirk Cousins doesn't bring you to 13 wins or past the NFC Championship game. But just the nature of the move, the aggressiveness, if they were to also land a Sheldon Richardson who's visiting the facility today for a second day he's been in the Twin Cities, uh, the splash factor might be number one for Kirk Cousins, although I'd st- I think I'd still put Jimmy Butler number one. The actual result, like the Twins are going to benefit wins and losses I think maybe an extra five plus wins from their additions. The Wolves benefited. They've already won a bunch more games. Like they're going to be about 500. If what, they're 41 wins, so they're, they're going to be about 500. Um, Vikings will see. So there's splash factor, and then there's actual wins and losses impact of the moves. And the the Vikings are an, an interesting case because they are they are trying to get to the playoffs and then win there. Because I'll. I'll go back to what I've said for the past few days. If they don't win 13 games, let's say they go, let's say they win 11 games and get in as a wild card, but they but they get past the conference title game. Mm-hmm. You're still going to say huge success. Uh, this was very tough for me because as good as the Butler move is, and and he is um, a star player in this league, the Wiggins contract extension keeps looking worse and worse and worse. That being said, though, I think you're right. I think when you can go out and get a player who is this proven, this good, and changes the dynamic of a franchise that hasn't made the playoffs in 13 years this quickly, that's the best move. I'm really torn on the second one, though, because what the Twins have done isn't splash moves, but it's really solid moves. And it's all it's all places where at the end of last year we essentially said you've got to improve there, and they slow-cooked it, too. They saw a weak market, you know, Lance Lynn sat out there for how long? And you bring him in at the end on a really good deal. As impactful as the Vikings move is, and I think it's I think the Vikings as an organization since the Wilfs bought the team deserve a lot of credit for always going for it or a, lo- a lot of time going for it. I think I'd put the Twins second right now. When you go out and get a starting pitcher at a really good rate for one season, you go out and get a bat of a guy who hit, what, 38 home runs last year, and then, probably most importantly, go improve a bullpen that was clearly a problem spot. I think if I'm looking at it from a strategic move for a potential long-term success and changing things, I think the Twins are too. Uh, we're getting some phone calls on this, so if you guys have thoughts on you know the the splash rankings or the, the moves, Twins, Wolves last summer, and Vikings, and 
and how you kind of rank them. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Patriot Realty phone line. What's up, Howard? I think you guys got it backwards, and I'm going to tell you why. One, I would say Case Keenum was the emperor with no clothes. The last four games of the year didn't really show up. And while the New Orleans game, a seven heaven was a nice play, but he didn't exactly play great that second half. True. I think the Twins move are unappreciated because it's not the flashy superstar, but I think they put themselves in contention. If Cleveland has one injury in the pitching staff, there's no reason this team can't win the division. And as much as Butler has helped this team, I think more cat growing of age, I don't think Wiggins will ever be the superstar, we hope. But they gave a heck of a lot to get Butler, and I'm not sure that they didn't overpay. Because Zach Levine is playing better than Wiggins, or at least as well as Wiggins. Dunn is playing well. They went and signed Teague and spent a lot of money there. And Markinson is it may be rookie of the year if it wouldn't be for for the kid in Utah. Yeah. So I, I think they gave up a hell of a lot to give Butler. And worst comes best comes the best. They win one round in the in the in the playoffs. They aren't beating Golden State and they aren't beating Houston. Yeah, I think so, so. Just to piggyback off Howard's points, I the, the word I would use to describe the Twins offseason is more shrewd. It's not splashy. It's shrewd, and it's taking advantage of the market. And saying, all right, I thought we were done, but I guess if we can get this Lance Lynn for $12 million, we'll take it. You know, we don't have to give a five year deal to him. All right, we'll yeah, take shrewd's it. It's a good word. Yes. Uh, it's shrewd. On the Wolves front, there is this elephant in the room of Golden State and Houston and the age of Jimmy Butler. He's 28. If he were 25 and Towns is 21, 22, and Wiggins, and you say, hey, you can slow cook this thing. You got like five, six years, maybe more. Figure out the cap. Jimmy Butler just blew his knee out a little bit, not fully, yeah. but like the the the, the, the tire popped in, a little bit. Knee injury. I and wouldn't. he's twenty eight. He's played a crazy amount of minutes the last five years. And Golden State and Houston aren't going to go away this year or next year. You know, it's you're going to have to figure out. Okay, first step is first. Get to the playoffs. Enjoy the moment. Maybe win a first round playoff series. Like I think that's the goal right now, and maybe even again for next year. Just like. Get back in the mix of playoffs. At some point, though, the elephant in the room for the Timberwolves is going to be, all right, well, let's let's take advantage of Carl Anthony Towns here in a better way than Kevin Garnett. Let's not just be one and done for a decade. And and then he goes well, on to another team and wins a championship. And and to the point about Butler is, is could you have probably made a better trade with Chicago? Yes. But if that trade opportunity, if the same circumstance came up again today and that trade opportunity became available to you, you would make that deal again. You would. Jimmy Butler is a franchise-changing player, and and God knows this is a franchise that had to be changed. So I wouldn't go back now and say I, I wouldn't do that deal. Would I exchange a different player if I could? And perhaps they 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 could have in Andrew. Absolutely. But I think if if you took Wiggins off the Wolves and you came back and said today, okay, you've got Dunn, Levine, and the first-round pick, would you still do the deal? As tough as the deal is. I think you still do it, don't you? Oh, Jimmy man. Butler changes the he changes everything I when do. he's playing. You no, know, I do. I do still do it. I do still do it. It's just like I feel like you could land a Jimmy Butler without like there there could have maybe been a different, more efficient way well, to land Jimmy Butler, obviously clearly, in retrospect. But was, even at yes. the time we were questioning like this show was questioning Wiggins versus Levine. Six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. What's up, Clark? 
Uh, just uh, working on some stuff before lunch. I'm going to go have a sandwich, you know. All right. But, uh, right on. <laughs> yeah, I was working on some peppers with my buddies uh, about 25 years ago, and then he was, like, scratching and digging for a little gold and then went uh, oh, to the no. bathroom, and he was in bad shape for a long time, like Dude, we, days. We've had a couple people on Twitter say that, too. Avoid the bathroom, or at least... Be careful while going to the bathroom in the minutes well, yeah, after the pepper. Let it, let it do its thing and don't help it out. But uh, yeah. back to the Timberwolves, you know, and appreciate your show. And uh, thank you, Clark. Going to have this sandwich pretty soon. But uh, I've been watching the games, and I've been watching just Tyus Jones lately. And not that he's not a hometown boy, and not that I'm not a homer, but he doesn't make too many mistakes. I think he's a pretty solid guard. Uh, he doesn't have an NBA body. We know that. As far as Jimmy Butler goes, he's been really a good piece for us, and I would do that trade a thousand percent again. But what are we going to have to pay Towns in the future if we gave mega bucks to Wiggins and we can't him get him to play more than one or two quarters? Same contract. Yeah, that's the Max contract. Thank again. you, Clark, and we appreciate the uh, the the advice after eating the peppers. Yeah, I, that's invaluable. Really didn't need to hear that, but no, I think you did. Like, I don't you just think I would. Sure. I don't think I would have done that anyway. I'm not worried. Well, about you can it. never can never be too sure. But to the hit, second Max contract. To his point, well, well, there's two points. The Tyus Jones thing too. Uh, yeah, that's where it gets, you know, if let, let's say Jimmy Butler either play because his contract's up after next year, if he goes and plays somewhere else or if you know he fades out like a lot of other Tom Thibodeau players early and that's just the end of it. And now you're stuck with Cat and Andrew Wiggins with these big contracts. Mm-hmm. Well, you'll gladly be stuck with Cat, but that's not enough. Like he needs more than that in order to, to otherwise you fall into the Kevin Garnett era trap. So these are all like problems down the road. Get to the playoffs first. Tyus Jones, how about this for you? I'm going to go stat geek analytics here real quick. Uh, basketball reference win shares, which tracks offensive rating, defensive rating. It's not just like how many points do you score, which is the which is always the argument that Andrew Wiggins backers go with. Tyus Jones is this really good straw that kind of mixes everything around and makes sure the ball gets moving and he's in the right spot and he, and he scores enough, plays enough defense, gets steals, things like that. Win shares per 48 minutes. Here's the Wolves' rankings on their roster. Towns, number one, and Jimmy Butler, number two, by far. Those two guys, by far, number one and number two. Taj Gibson, number three. Nemanja Bielitsa, number four. And Tyus Jones, according to win shares per 48 minutes, has been their fifth most valuable and productive player. But you don't really, you know, you're watching him, and and he might play for 15 minutes and only scores a couple points and dishes out some assists. But he just, he's got that Rubio factor to him where, He's out there, and maybe he's impacting the game in ways that aren't quantified right. in the yeah, actual box that. score. Sure. Uh, if you're wondering, Wiggins is 10th in that category on the team. Actually, he's behind Aaron Brooks' oh, small and, sample uh, size. And uh, Taj was a great pickup, too. Taj Gibson's been fantastic for them. I thought he would come in here and sort of be old, broken-down Tibbs guy. Yeah. He's been a really, really nice find for them. Yes. Let's, pickup. Let's, uh, actually, let's stay on this. Doogie came on our show a few days ago and made national headlines and now Tom Thibodeau is calling him out. So let's do that quick when we come back. We also have a game show to play before the show is over. Giving away some Minnesota United tickets uh, in the TCL broadcast studios. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Mackie and Judd now continue. The sooner the better. On 1500 ESPN. And now 
it's time for another member of the Mackie and Judd show to tell you all about his NCAA tournament bracket, even though you didn't ask. Uh, getting a little nervous here. My Purdue squad, which I have winning it all in <laughs> one of my two brackets, is only up by four with three minutes to go in the first half over 15-seed Cal State Fullerton. Ooh, really? A little bit too close for comfort there. Although, wasn't the one-seed Kansas against Penn, weren't they down like eight early in that game? They were down, They're for sure. They were only up by five at halftime? Yep. They were down. Yeah, Purdue, uh, don't, don't make me sweat this out. We don't care that you don't give a sh- that's because that's what the season's all about. This has been a member of the Mackie and Judd Show telling you all about his NCAA tournament bracket. Yes. That was good stuff, but by the way. So you're Purdue, so you've got Purdue and Gonzaga. In, two, in the two and you brackets. Won, I'm and doing. Gonzaga won yesterday? Barely. Okay. Yeah, they were down in the all last right. minute hey, of the game. At least your teams are alive. Man. Unlike my team. Way to go, Arizona. We don't care that you don't give a sh. That's because that's what the season's all about. This has been a member of the Mackie and Judd Show telling you all about his NCAA tournament bracket. <laughs> all right. Um, you got the, the Jerry Zagoda story in front of you here? I'm eating my chip right now. Hold on. Judd went down just to an inside, inside this, baseball yeah. here. So we're going to do the ALS pepper challenge in about a half hour to end the show. We were challenged by the KSTP 5 Eyewitness News Morning Show uh, by Megan and Chris. So we're, we're going to challenge... Three loyal listeners of the show will tell you who they are. And did someone email you or something? You've been reading up on my eating sister hot texted me to get a base of and food said, in your stomach. Eat some food. Do not do this on an empty stomach. And so far today, <laughs> I've eaten nothing. So I decided to run downstairs and get us some chips some and some saltine crackers. And some saltine crackers for, for after. Aftermath. For after. Oh, and a Gatorade here too. Yeah, a Gatorade. Is that going to be better than water? Like milk would be the best, but now I you and I are both milk. lactose. Yeah, issues. I can't drink milk. If you go peppers and lactose, that might be a disaster. This is a lose lose right there for me. <laughs> I can't go. I can't go right here. Suture is going to walk in here at one o'clock and wonder what is happening. What, there's just carnage. <laughs> oh, and Such likes the quick change. It's going to be bad, and we're going to be basically on the floor Incapacitated. Yes, <laughs> Such, drag us out. <laughs> So yes, Do- I've got the story right. Doogie here. came on our show during the scoop segment this week and floated that you know, Andrew Wiggins has been whispering to teammates that, uh, according to Doogie sources, that he's not really too thrilled about being the third guy here. The, Correct. Just would like, even though he takes the most shots of anybody on the team and he refuses to pass or you know play for forty-eight full minutes, but there's whatever. Tom Thibodeau responded yeah. to the so, reports. They went completely viral around the country. Yeah, so Doogie said it on the show. Uh, Derek James, who covers the Wolves for us on our website, tweeted it. It went viral. It went nuts. So after Thursday's practice, Jerry's going to the Star Tribune asked Tibbs about it. Thibodeau called the claim in its sourcing, quote, total nonsense and said, I know Andrew's character. There's no way in the world Andrew is saying any of that, particularly from a guy who's taken the most shots on our team. When asked about it, Wiggins said, it's just someone's word of mouth. It wasn't no quote from me. Everyone that knows me knows I don't talk much. I just go with the flow. I don't whisper. If I say something, I'm going to say it clearly and loudly. Yeah. Well, that's probably not true. But. Yeah. Well, and and the problem is the problem is there where, where he says, I, I just go with the flow. He's right, which is the problem. We don't want you to go with the flow. You're supposed to be a star athlete. Star athletes don't go with the flow. They do their own thing. Yeah. They take control. But so Tibbs is trying to dismiss it, and it's not surprising. Yeah, like I, but I wouldn't expect him to say, you know what? <laughs> You're totally right. I was just sitting down with Got this me. guy and that guy and that guy over the weekend, and I, 
yeah, I'm just not too happy. You know, quite frankly, I should, even though I take the most shots of anybody on the team, I really feel like I should be getting five more shots per game than anybody else on the team. So I believe there's truth to it. I know some people have been giving Doogie a hard time that he's just stirring stuff up. Uh, We asked him a question. He answered it. He's plugged in. And I have to think that it's not just coming out of thin air. That there's like I, I have to think that there's some truth to it. Well, and on the flip side, if there is truth to it, and I'm an alpha like Jimmy Butler and an alpha like Carl Anthony Towns, I'm probably not too happy with Andrew Wiggins' sporadic production and engagement and goose eggs across a whole half of basketball on a regular basis. And Darren didn't say that that there were demands with this. He's just telling teammates it makes perfect sense from from Wiggins' personality on the floor. Doesn't it make perfect sense that he would be the type of guy to be like, I don't know about this being the third guy. I'm a max contract guy. Yeah, I don't know but, him. I don't know him personally. So I don't. no. But I'm saying. But I'm saying. I think ultimately, if you have a player who feels like that, you would want him to go to the coach and say, "What's my role?" Because I think if if Wiggins did that, Tibbs would sit him down and be like, "Andrew, you've got a chance here not to be the third guy, but this is all up to you. Yeah, this it, isn't about. This totally is not is. about." This is not about Butler. It's not about Cat. This is about you. And if you want this, go get it. He doesn't have the profile. People act like, well, if you, you know, if you, he's with Butler and Cat. So he's, of course, he's not going to have, like, big, well, doesn't prevent Carl Anthony Towns from grabbing a bunch of, he's taller, but from like grabbing rebounds and passing and stuff like that. Wiggins doesn't have the profile. He's a, of like a star number one player that you would, even if he got traded, the team that traded for him. He wouldn't be their best player, and if and if he was, that team would be a lottery team, if not like a bottom three team in the league, because the the points he gets are based on volume of shots, not efficiency of scoring. Unlike Towns, who's just almost every about every other game, he's going like eleven for fifteen or something, where he's just not missing any shots. Uh, he's efficient. He doesn't do enough outside of scoring, and he's not active enough for longer periods of time on defense. To make any team think that he would be the number one guy. So, like, this is actually a perfect situation to kind of fly underneath the radar and bust your ass and right. and, and maybe get better at other things that don't involve shooting or running plays for you. Like, that's... Embrace this. For sure. You should be getting better. Jimmy Playing with a guy like Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns, it should also help you blossom. And sometimes it feels like Wiggins, as talented as he is, is playing his own game. That these other four guys are operating in some way and then... He's kind of a my turn basketball player. Oh, it's now it's my turn to shoot because I haven't shot in about ten minutes. There's a oh. li- there's a light switch there that might never truly be flipped. At this point, I think that I think that there's a switch there because the talent's there. But when you watch him play and you watch certain games, Golden State on Sunday is a perfect e- example. This goes back to his first year in Cleveland when he had that great game against the Cavs, who had traded him, and he gets done with the game, and he says, that was a motivational game for me. And you said, what the hell does that mean? I mean, you know what? I don't expect you to play 82 great games, but you're in the NBA, and this is just a big game, this arbitrary game in Cleveland. So now now you're going to be fantastic. So, and the game on Sunday, you got Golden State defending champions, ABC, right? And all of a sudden, it clicks. But then you know sure as hell... For the next four games, it's not going to click. Yeah, if you that's wanna, what drives you crazy. If you want to be talked about among the top players in the NBA, and you want to make the All Star game, like go look at ninety five percent of the players in the All Star game. They're doing it every night. Like they're not taking a night where they only score eleven points on two of ten from the floor and grab one rebound. Like that doesn't. Demarcus Cousins isn't 
And you know that. what, Phil? If the scouts goofed up, let's just say he stinks, then then that's the scouts' fault, that's the team's fault, and that's a mistake. But when you can turn it on once every five games, that's where you point at the player and say, okay, if you don't care, this is going to be a problem for a long, long time, probably the rest of your career. Mm-hmm. It's time for another member of the Mackey and Judd Show to tell you all about his NCAA tournament bracket, even though you didn't ask. Two games going on right now. We got Purdue and Cal State Fullerton on True TV. Purdue's opened up a seven-point lead now with just uh, 45 seconds to go in the first half, 27 to 20. And Texas A&M and Providence in a back-and-forth close game, a 7-10 game. Texas A&M is uh, is up 31 to 28 in that game. Do you know what else is going on? Started 20, is it 12, 20, 20 minutes ago? Teed off? Your guy. Yeah, that's not part of this segment. Your guy. That's not part of this segment. I need an NCAA take first. Nobody? Oh, no, I'm bored. Okay. Yeah, I don't we don't care that you don't give a That's because that's what the season's all about. This has been a member of the Mackie and Judd Show telling you all about his NCAA tournament bracket. Okay, now we can talk. I'm Tiger eating sun chips, and I'm concerned about what your guy is doing because it's still a half hour before it's on TV. Because God knows you wouldn't want to start showing golf at noon when Tiger tees off. Isn't that amazing? I just we no. Our window it. for televising is one to five o'clock. Okay, well you've just missed five hours of Tiger Woods over the past two days. This Congratulations. Would, this PGA. would not be surprising if this were 1987, but it's 2018. Does it really just need to be on the internet, on PGA.com? Yeah. I mean, you can watch it on, you can pay for it on PGA.com. But anyway. Really a four-hour window. Give us Tiger Woods. He stayed, the guy, the window of television starts at 1 o'clock. He teed off at like 12.09. I don't know. It's ridiculous. Here's what we need. We're going to bring back an oldie but a goodie. We need five callers and maybe more than that. 651 651-646-8255, 877-615-1500. Minnesota United tickets up for grabs, other good stuff. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Five callers and maybe more. We're going to play some game shows next on Mackie and Judd. Phil Mackie, Judd Zolgad. You could say that 10,000 times and it still wouldn't be enough. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. Mackie and Judd. Does that feel good? Yeah. They're both verbs. Awesome. On 1500 ESPN. Game show. Friday! Welcome to another glorious game show Friday here on 1500 ESPN. Here are your hosts, Philip McMackey and Judson O'Zalgad. Thanks, Father Dave. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is St. Patty's Day. One of the amateur drinking days of the year. And this oh, is from yeah, a, gong show. a guy with an Irish last name. I'm half Irish. It's become a gong show. And I'm going to sit home and drink on my own. I might even drink a Corona because I can have Irish beer any day of the year. Well, to hell with you. How about a harp? Harp is good. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, and it's on a Saturday. We'll it's going to be a complete gong in show. In the spirit here. So we have five game show contestants on hold. And we might need even more than that. In fact... I think we probably will need more than that. We'll see what happens here, and we'll get to the game in just a second. But here are the prizes we have to give away on this lovely Friday. We've got three pair of tickets to the Minnesota United home opener tomorrow at 1 o'clock against Chicago Fire. You can go to mnufc.com for more information on the Loons and to find out 
you know, future games, tickets, and things like that. Do they have to pick those tickets up today at our station? They absolutely do. Before okay. 5 o'clock, front desk. Okay, so that, that should be a fun game. Uh, they're one and one so far. We also have a pair of tickets to the uh, some girls' high school basketball tournament games this weekend. And a Blu-ray combo pack of I, Tanya, starring Margot Robbie and Allison Janney. I heard it was great. It's amazing. I heard yes. it was fantastic. It's very good. Like it won Oscars, or was it was up Allison for Oscars. Janney is a great actress. I'm a huge fan of hers. What else has she been in? Uh, she was in The West Wing for a long, long time. Okay. Uh, she's been in several films, but she's really, really good. Right. I'm a big fan. So we got Jeff, we got Dan, we got Greg, another Greg, and then we have Matt. What game will these gentlemen be playing, Dave oh, Harrigan? Get ready for Harrigan? a very traditional, lovely game, a brilliant game, Jeff, Don, Greg, Greg, and Matt. It's an Irish-themed edition of Steal the Loot! Steal the Loot! Here's how this works. And we're going deep. Usually we only go five. We're going seven on Lucky this, right? Lucky seven for St. Patrick. All right, so this might... We'll see what happens here. So Jeff, Dan, Greg, Greg, and Matt. We're going to start with Jeff on line one. Here's the premise. It's pretty simple. We have seven questions, all having like an Irish spirit to them in some form. Whoever answers the last question correctly steals the loot and wins a prize. But you got to get there first. So if Jeff gets the first six correct and then loses the seventh, we're going to go to Dan. And then Dan can steal the loot by getting the seventh question correct. So, Jeff, it's a tall task. You thought you were being Jeffrey on the spot by calling in. And now you have to run the table and get seven consecutive answers correct. Are you ready for the challenge? I am. Thank you. All right. Let's start I'm not with sure this I'd one. say thank you, but it's nice <laughs> to be Bleep you, as the Irish would say. Awfully polite. The opportunity, yes. so. All right, here's question number one. And again, once callers get, if Jeff gets one wrong, that means the phone line opens up and you can call in 651-646-8255 to the Patriot Realty phone lines. What three colors make up the Irish flag, Jeff? Um, green, white, and... Three red. seconds. Green, white, and red. Hmm. And we're off. Hey, Dan. Yo, how's it going, gentlemen? What's going on, man? Are you ready Doing to steal good. some loot here? I'm ready. All right. What three colors make up the Irish flag? Green, white, and orange. All right, we're on the board here. And we have one open phone line, so 651-646-8255. Question two, what is the main type of alcohol? What is the main type of alcohol typically used in Irish coffee? The main type of alcohol usually used in Irish coffee, sir. Bailey's. Let's go to Greg here. All right. We're Greg. gonna give no more information. All right, Greg, same question. Main type of alcohol typically used in an Irish coffee. Um it is. Three oh, seconds. Boy, uh, oh, Bailey, I have no idea. Who is six five one six four six eight two five five. Sounds like some people have been hitting this particular liquid a little hard today. A day before Saint Patty's Day. Let's go to another Greg on line five. Hi, Greg. Hello, Phil. Greg, the main type of alcohol typically used in an Irish coffee is Jameson. We're gonna give him that. Uh, whiskey, but Jameson would be the type of whiskey that if you're you know, going to be a true on-brand Irishman, I think right. you would put in there. 
All right, you're in the driver's seat here, Greg. Question number three. Which stringed musical instrument is the national emblem of Ireland? I would say... Three seconds. The harp. All right. Greg needs four more correct answers to steal the loot. We also have Matt, Don, Lyle, and Chad ready to steal some loot. Go ahead, Judd. All right, Greg, next question. What beer originated in 1759 at the St. James Gate Brewery in Dublin? Guinness. Greg, warm. feeling it. They drank feeling it warm. The flow. They drank it warm that day, too. That was in the 1700s. I don't think ref- electric refrigerators existed. <laughs> Just keep going. Ice melted in the summer. Just keep going. All right. The legend of St. Patrick <laughs> is that he banished what animal from Ireland by driving them all into the sea? Greg? Snake. Oh, we have a ringer on our hands we're doing, here. We're doing very well here. We have a ringer. Two questions to go. Greg, if you find yourself in an Irish pub, you may hear the Gaelic word salancha. What does it mean in English? To help. Oh, so much brickwork laid there by Greg to get to question five. Who we got next? All right, let's go to uh, Matt. Matt and then Don, Lyle, and Chad all waiting to steal some loot in one open line, 651-646-8255. All right, Matt, if you find yourself in an Irish pub, you may hear the Gaelic word salancha. What does it mean in English? Cheers. Yeah. All right. Close it out here. Here it is. Matt, are you ready? The pressure is on. Yes. You can steal the loot and win the game right now. Before green became the color to wear on March 17th, what color was typically worn to honor St. Patrick? Three uh, seconds. How about two? Blue. Oh, way yeah. to go. Matt nice. is the winner. That went well. He has stolen the loot. That, that went surprisingly well. I thought we might be in for a long game show for a second. Then. Hey, Matt, congratulations and happy St. Patty's Day. Thank you. Congratulations, yeah. Now, Claim those Matt. girls basketball yeah. football there. <laughs> uh, we, you know, we, we, we should find a way. We can give away more of those. Uh, you know what? We'll, we'll give away more soccer tickets when we come back here, too. We'll have to bump everyone else off the lines except for Matt, but we can give away more soccer tickets. All right. Have you seen it? God. That's not going to leave my head the <laughs> yeah. entire weekend. You're going to be really glad when, when Monday comes more back to the normal killer oh music. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm trying to find a Sheldon Richardson update for you here. I don't see anything. I haven't seen anything for quite a while. Actually, here's something from John Krasinski, The Athletic. Lots of optimism surrounding the negotiations with Vikings and Sheldon Richardson. Not done, but lots of work being done to try and make it happen. This is all due respect to Johnny K, who I think is a wonderful reporter. But when when sports reporters say that like lots of work is being done on a contract negotiation, does that mean that they've already agreed to like the framework? And they're just trying to like hammer out the paperwork. Here's what they're doing today. I, I can almost I can almost guarantee this. If this is really a three team race and the Vikings are restructuring co- uh, contracts with their players to try and fit him in, this is all a stall right now. They don't want him to leave. I, I'm dead serious. You got to stall him now. So like you you had him eat. So with, you're on the phone with like your other players' agents to well, try and you got clear Brzez- more money. You or probably what? got Brzezinski doing that, but you're trying to keep in this case Richardson. At your place. Because if he leaves, 
if he leaves and goes and sees a team with tons of cap room and that's in great shape, you're done. So if he ate with Cousins and ownership yesterday and he, he got a tour, all they're doing now is basically trying to drive him. Hey, you know what? Let's go check out Ridgedale. I yeah. mean, it's a great mall. And now let's go out to the Blue Point. And now, so this is just a stall job. <laughs> But like work, doing work to me would indicate, oh, they've already agreed on the terms, and now it's just like there's just a lot of paperwork to do now and figure out the details and stuff of guarantees. My or whatever. my guess is they they know if he gets on a plane and leaves here, he's never coming back. But they're probably going to land him. Oh well, yeah, hopefully for their sake. They, usually, they do. usually Johnny K. Well, first of all, he's spot on with like I don't remember a time where he's just been where he's whiffed on something big. Uh, but the fact that he's reporting, kind of he's kind of dipping his toes in saying. Lots of optimism surrounding negotiations, hopeful that it happens. Mm-hmm. I think he's almost like couching that he knows it's probably going to happen. That's my read on this. I think he's on. And I, he might have been told. That I think close. he's yeah. on this. That's so they're going to wind up with Kirk Cousins and Sheldon Richardson in, in a forty-eight hour period. I've just ex- wow. I've just experienced before that there is is concern that in situations like this, if the guy, if you're trying to show him around and it's day two, you're ordinarily starting to show him stuff he doesn't need to see but that you're trying to keep him engaged while his agent talks to Brzezinski and while yeah. while they redo, like, Murray's contract. Yeah. Because by day two, you probably, if you like it, you probably know. Yeah. Uh, do we, oh, go ahead, do you, Dave. So do you stall and take him around, like, the sculpture garden? And, <laughs> you know, hey, hey, let's head up to St. Cloud and just show you the Granite City. Well, you know, huh? that, that's supposed, supposedly the famous Sid story with, with Mike and was exactly that. Mike was in town, and th- this is when there was like the NBL and something else. Ever seen Lionel Lakes? And Sid, Sid's job, Max Winter told him because Mike's next trip was to go uh, to the Chicago team in the different league. And Max Winter basically told Sid, do not let this guy leave because he was supposed to take him right to the airport. So Sid, like, purposely, the story is, purposely got lost, drove him around, and just stalled. Wow. It's been going on since the 40s, since the 50s. You stall <laughs> guys. Yes. Going around, you're just dragging him around the Twin Cities in a horse and carriage back in the Sid, George, Mike, and Dave. <laughs> look, look at this place. Highway 12, they're uh, building it. It's gorgeous. Do we still have a couple pairs of tickets for that United uh, Chicago game we tomorrow? We do. Day? We have two pairs, in fact. All right. If you want them, callers 4 and 5, 651, 64. You want to go to a Minnesota United, you got to pick them up at the station by 5 o'clock today. But if you've got the flexibility and you want to... Go watch some uh, MLS soccer tomorrow, which you can hear that right here on 1500 ESPN tomorrow afternoon. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. We will take on the ALS Pepper Challenge Speaking of live on the show when we come back here. And uh, we'll challenge three loyal listeners, too, when we come back. Becky and Judd now continue. You're trained for this. You're ready for this. On 1500 ESPN. Join Judd Zolgad and 1500 ESPN at Main Street Bar and Grill in Hopkins. 5-7 to seven this evening. He'll be out there for the ultimate college basketball tournament viewing party. There'll be basketball. Prizes galore. A little bracketology perhaps, but don't, uh, don't ask Judd. You can come out and picking beer specials as well. Fantastic beer specials. It's all sponsored by Dos Equis. More details at 1500ESPN.com. Keyword events. And now it's time for another member of the Mackie and Judd show to tell you all about his NCAA tournament bracket, even though you didn't ask. Ah, the 7 and 10 matchup here between Texas A&M and Providence. Ooh, that's a nasty fall by some random dude from Texas A&M. A&M is up 47 to 42 right now Mm -hmm. with 11 minutes to go in the second half. 
Marshall and Wichita State have tipped off. That's a 4-13 matchup. Wichita State, the four. And uh, they're up. Uh, they're down, I should say, 14-11 to 11 to start that game. Ooh. And still have I wonder time. how that impacts your bracket. You know, I had Wichita State, I think, going to the Elite Eight in my brackets. All right. So, And this is my logic on this. I saw them play a couple weeks ago against Cincinnati, and they looked pretty good. Sure. And I haven't watched much basketball, so I think, oh, and they're always, like, pretty good. Sure. And then uh, Purdue, the two-seed, is up by nine on Cal State Fullerton, the 15, at halftime on True TV. I have Purdue winning the whole thing in one of those brackets. I know you do. We don't care that you don't give a sh- That's because that's what the season's all about. This has been a member of the Mackey and Judge Show telling you all about his NCAA tournament bracket. We have a complaint. Oh, boy. I don't know if we have some type of intro or some type of sounder for this, but we have a complaint. We should come up. Well, I mean, we generally we do. So, do you really think you're suited to be the fourth guy in our group, Buzz Killington? Emailer Dan, who happens to tune into the station every once in a while, just a little bit early. He's a GL fan, and we appreciate that. Sends this note to Mackie, Judd, and by extension, of course, Dave Harrigan. Do you guys ever do any work and actually talk about sports stuff? Or do you just screw around all day? I'm a GL listener and sometimes tune into your show before, like I did today, and all you're talking about is eating some stupid peppers or something. Wow. Okay, I love you GLers, but if you're tuning in like 10 or 15 minutes beforehand and then sending us angry emails, you know how you can avoid this? Get a watch, get a working clock, and tune in at one. Like we want, we appreciate you listening, but is the angry email really necessary? I don't know. It just seems a little bit well. Odd to me. We're on. I mean, we start at eight fifty-seven a.m. And I guarantee you, uh, Dan, if you had tuned in, I don't know, let's say at ten o'clock, we do write that down, which is basically right. all sports prediction. There's right. a lot of sports on the shelf. So, all right, yes, we are going to do a, a wacky thing here. We're gonna we're gonna eat. Peppers. In fact, in front of us, we've got, we're going to go jalapenos in front of us here. So to set this up, back in uh, December, Tom Haberstroh, who used to be a basketball analyst at ESPN, he's got a podcast, he's with Bleacher Report now. So back in December, him and his family launched the ALS Pepper Challenge in an effort to raise money in honor of his mother, who was recently diagnosed in uh, 2017 with ALS. So that challenge over the course of the last three months has trickled down to Chris Eggert and Megan Newquist with 5 Eyewitness News, The Morning Show. And they have challenged us, Mackie and Judd, to not only eat the peppers, but also donate to ALS.net slash pepper, so you can actually do some good uh, with the platform, Mm -hmm. and then challenge three people to carry it forward. Mm -hmm. Because we might not be able to speak after doing this. You and I both have weak stomachs, and we'll see what happens here. (laughs) We're being total pansies. Like We got saltine crackers. This is an embarrassment, but we just, like, we have weak stomachs, so... Make fun of us all you want. So before we uh, before we put our peppers where our mouths are, we're going to challenge three loyal listeners of the Mackie and Judd show. Realistic Randy in Oakland. You're on the clock. Uh, Derek James from the Raised by Wolves podcast. You're on the clock as well. And TC Bear. I don't know how that's going to work logistically, but you get a pepper and you jam that thing in your face. And thank you for listening. Should we do this? Dave, you might have to commentate this yeah, for us. I'm say. ready for this. Right. So you each have your peppers in right. hand. I'm actually going to no. grab it with a napkin no. so that... I'm going to grab my... Oh, you're really yeah. afraid of this thing. Well, all I right. don't want to like itch my eye on accident, you know, and then all of a sudden hold you got an afternoon of problems. Wait, hold on, hold on. i got to put my crackers over here. Come on, the show's over in like Are a minute. Come on. Okay, go ahead. 
This guy. All right, here we All go. Right, on three. Cheers. Ready? We'll All go right. three, two, one. Three, two, one. Cheers. Peppers go down. Oh, 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 a nice crunch from both of you guys. Both chewing. I don't see any tears yet. I think Phil's getting just a little bit red right now around the cheeks and eyes. Hmm. How are we feeling so far? Hot? I'm going to stone face this right now, Dave. Wow. I'm it's very hot. impressed right now by your work. It's... Judd, you doing okay? Take another bite if it's not that hot. There's, a little, there's a little left. Get a little seeds going? Mm-hmm. ALS pepper challenge. This is good. Maybe, Gotta maybe be honest, I wish there was more pain. Maybe we'll do the habanero uh, once we're off the air here. Maybe you should. I'm never drinking something. <laughs> or maybe not. This is way hotter than I'm letting on. <laughs> this, is, this is awesome. Oh my God. I'm actually enjoying this. Well, I like hot food and I didn't even know it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Your poor little guy is struggling over there. I can't wait there. for Cinco de Mayo now. I'm going to be all over it. Bye. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.